At the time now, twelve and a half minutes past seven, a little bit earlier this morning because we didn't have our market report. But it's my pleasure, my privilege to speak to Lawrence, Father Lawrence and Lovu, first time this year. Good morning, Father Lawrence. Good morning, Father Emil. I hope you had a good, good Christmas and New Year. I did have a very good Christmas and New Year. Started a newish, well, not newish, new um, appointment on the first, so it's a very happy New Year this year. Okay, well, I hope it's going to be a good year for you. Yes, I arrived here in the report as um, Our Lady of Peace replacing Father Philip on the 1st. And um, this is what I've been sort of doing, studying, learning, meeting new people and so on. So very exciting. Have you been appointed there now or not? No. Yes, I've been appointed there. Oh, to which parish is that? It's Our Lady of Peace in Rodiport. Oh, out that side on the West Rand. Well, I hope you're happy there and I hope that you're going to be happy there. <laughs> I think I will. I really, so far, the people have been absolutely amazing and most welcoming. So we're very... Very honest. nice. Lovely. Well, there are warm people in Rudiport. Lovely people there. Yes, okay. For Lawrence, let's talk about uh, a couple of things today. You know, uh, Archbishop Tabo Mokhoba who I interviewed uh, some time ago, uh, just towards the end of last year, a really, really wonderful man. He gave a rather moving and uh, inspiring Christmas message. And we thought, why not let's talk a little bit about that? Uh, he did, he did. He, um, the Christmas uh, sermon, the Christmas message, at least in, in, in the Church of England, always has a rather political or rather um, con- contextual uh, a theme. Yeah. And the Archbishop reflected um, rather interestingly and strongly that he, 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 he in, in fact, talks about South Africa as going through some kind of event. Uh, just to suppose there's so much movement, so much change, so much uh, tension and so on. Mm-hmm. And then he begins his reflection on the crib and the, 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 the birth of Jesus Christ and what that looks like for him. But he says, I cannot look at it, being the crib, all of that entire uh, um, experience, uh, yes. and ignore the background, which is the country, which is South Africa. Right. He does something absolutely brave in really going to the heart you know, of, of, of the problem by saying that if, for instance, the ANC is interested in cutting loose of President Ramaphosa, as, 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 as President Ramaphosa, as he says, is interested in, in starting some kind of clean slate, he has to cut loose from President Zuma. And that, for me, is the most powerful thing and the most clear thing, without trying to be diplomatically correct and sort of thing, he also was very strong, had strong words for President Zuma. You know, shame on you, he said. Shame on you for allowing people with dirty feet to travel all over our country. And the shame on the ANC for allowing uh, that such a, a thing should happen for such a long time. Mm. That, for me... Uh, 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 was a Christmas message that I think needed to be heard. Mm. And a kind of internalization of the messages of, of what Jesus Christ stands for. So we cannot celebrate these festivities, these very important days in the Christian calendar, without really uh, allowing those festivities to as it were, be mirrors for our lives. 
to look at Christ and look at ourselves, to look at what He stands for and look at what we stand for. Mm. And, and, and we just can't have that dichotomy forever. Mm-hmm. No, he's, he's certainly, uh, he's always very, very contextual, very relevant, very challenging, but a wonderful man. And he's, he's, he's basically a simple pastor. That's what I like about Archbishop. Uh, yes, uh, I had the great fortune of meeting him um, at... In, uh, public lecture of Oatambo quite recently. Yeah. I was fascinated by his humility. Absolutely. You know, he's the leader of the ancient church in South Africa, but very interested in people, listened intently. You know, it was just absolutely an absolutely inspiring person. I think that's what he's trying to do. Yeah. That's what every pastor should be trying to do. You listen very hard, you listen carefully, and you throw back as it were, what, you, what it is that you are hearing. Because really, a true prophet, as it were, has to be almost all the time mm-hmm. the agent of nothing but truth. All right. Well, you know, he's just, he is a, such a prophetic voice in, in, in the dark here. What sort of response has there been to his, his um, Christmas message? Well, well, on the side I mean, of, of Spotlight Africa, for instance, that was one of our, his home, Christmas homily was one of our biggest, um, viewed, uh, read pieces. And there were many other people, Figile um, Emoyo, who is an, an amazing um, for a journalist, Catholic journalist, former, gen- former editor of the Mercury in Durban, um, wrote a piece reflecting, in fact, he was just surprised, as it were, because people were saying, oh, for crying out loud, why is the Archbishop talking about politics? He shouldn't be in that conversation, and so on. Yeah. And he then thought, let's remind people what the church, the role of the church has been in the last, uh, you know, in the, in the life of South Africa. Yeah. And so he goes back to, 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 to trace the steps. And but above all, he also then says, if you are against the Archbishop or what the Archbishop is saying, what the Archbishop stands for, you are most likely on the wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and the fact that what he's actually doing is what Jesus Christ himself was doing uh, in order to have a bigger triumph, as it were, of, of, of truth. Mm. And the triumph of truth is a triumph of God. Right. Yeah, well, it's certainly. Figueroa is a very good, very sharp uh, journalist, and there's a lovely piece in the Southern Cross this week about him. He's a very sharp journalist. It's often very moving yeah. to find uh, people in public life and so on. Um, who are not afraid, firstly, to reflect from a faith perspective. Everybody thinks somehow reflecting about your faith or from the perspective of your faith yeah. is uh, something weak to do or something that's not a, a bit outdated and so on. Mm-hmm. But he's very right, And I, the, the kind of thinkers that we need, the kind of people in public discourse that we need, someone like Fikile, which I've absolutely proud of him, Right. Now he's a great guy, Figile Moyo. But uh, do please g- encourage people to buy the Southern Cross this coming Sunday because it's a beautiful tribute to him on the page two of the Southern Cross this week. Oh, wonderful. Definitely people must do that. And just support uh, Catholic media across the board. I Absolutely. mean, of course support the Southern Cross, support Radio Veritas. Right. And we cannot even begin to talk about that uh, in, in the beginning of 2018. But okay. if people are looking for resolutions, trying, the first thing to do is maybe try to support Catholic media. There we go. Absolutely. I can't agree with you more. So listen, um, uh, Lawrence, anything more about the sermon of uh, Archbishop Mahoba? Well, it also made me think even harder in terms of 
what which we've spoken about this before. But uh, uh, there is a need, I think, to be prophetic and to be forthright mm-hmm. when it comes sometimes to issues of public life. And here I'm speaking principally about the church, and we often also, as, as, as priests and people, look to the bishops to say something, forgetting that we too are in communities, are in uh, 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 localities. We too ought to have a very parochial and very local uh, uh, voice on the ailments and the strengths and what needs to be celebrated in our own communities. Mm-hmm. So I think there's something to be watched, there's something to be admired, and something to be taken up there. Yeah. Now, see, and, you know, what I loved about his sermon was he's just so forthright, you know, shame on Mr. Zuma and uh, shame on his fellow leaders in the ANC and so on. It, it been, you know, it has a political streak to it, but very relevant and very contextual. Yes, and I think that's how you reflect, I think, on, on, on one's faith. And I think mm-hmm. it's a very important thing that when you reflect on, your, on one's faith, when you reflect on these amazing great festivals of the church, Christmas, Easter, and all of that, there should be an exercise. You know, I remember um, people, uh, triple A growing up. Yeah. Uh, I remember going to your attitude, your awareness, and your action. And I think to approach the uh, festivities, the scriptures, what is my attitude, what is my awareness, and what is my action? And that is important because it brings to life, you inform your life decisions. Because in another piece, Archbishop Mahova talks about we should never lose our moral outrage. And I, I couldn't have agreed with him more that this sort of indifference, we're so used to corruption, we're so mm-hmm. used to crime, we're so mm-hmm. used to whatever, that we're not outraged anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that needs to be taken back. A, a moral outrage, so that things able to be um, challenged quickly, timelessly, uh, and the force that they deserve. Right, exactly. Anyway, there it is. It's a great, great sermon, very inspiring, very prophetic, and I do hope it's going to touch the hearts of people it should be touching <laughs> and lead them to action. Uh, Hopefully. Absolutely. Lawrence, anything that's about it on Thabo Mukhoba then? Yes. 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 Okay. Well, thanks for those uh, those insights. It's always good to have your insights on on these important um, um, happenings and utterances of uh, our church leaders. Uh, what I would really love to see is a lot of closer cooperation, collaboration, working together between people like Tabu Mokhoba and uh, the SACBC, the bishops, our own bishops. Yes, I think you're very right there. I think one of the most sad things that have happened. Certainly after 1994, so everybody sort of just decides, okay, we have no good democracy, there's no need for uh, big uh, corporations. But the, what, what the SACC stood for, what the, these national bodies stood for, um, somehow has um, dissipated, it's become lighter for some strange reason. Mm-hmm. And I think you're very right to say there should be more cooperation, there should be stronger voices, there should yes. be stronger uh, um, working together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that it doesn't become, we don't have a festival of, of statements and things where you have 
Research of England releasing a statement. The Catholic Church is releasing and everybody feeling the need to release their own statement while agreeing on the same thing. Right, yes, yes. But it would be always, it's always lovely to hear, for example, the, the president of the SACBC saying, you know, in that incredible, wonderful Christmas message of Archbishop uh, Mahoba of the Anglican Church, it's nice would, to, to, to get this kind of to and fro and, and, and supporting each other in important things like this. I couldn't agree with you more. I must also congratulate um, the Justice and Peace um, Commission of the Bishops' Conference. Yes. They've been extremely, extremely uh, prophetic. The statements that have been released by Bishop Abuza in the last year or two have been um, an indication that the Church is using the strength it has on the ground, the mm. ears it has on the ground, and the people it has on the ground to reflect on big and national issues and be able to give a more comprehensive and a more uh, uh, um, meaningful mm. response and, 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 and mm. commentary. And that has been wonderful to see. Well, you know, we, we, we shouldn't shoot ourselves in the feet. And, and I think we have made some very, very powerful prophetic statements at the Bishops' Conference. Then there's, of course, also the Dominican Order with uh, um, uh, Stan... Muyebe, our provincial, who made that incredible statement uh, about uh, state capture and so on. So there have been very relevant prophetic voices at the Bishops' Conference, at, say, the Dominican Order, and no doubt in other places where we might not have heard um, about some of the things which have been said. But I'm, I'm proud. Sometimes I can feel proud of the Church for what they've done and what, are, what they are doing, what we are doing. I cannot begin, uh, Father to be so proud of the, the Dominicans. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time I heard they're being cited in that court case that we had on state chapter recently, yes. and I was just so proud. Yeah. I was just so proud that um, the best way to deal with the malaise and the ailments that are visiting our, our community is to go right straight for it. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a contribution, a tangible contribution, which has not just uh, uh, exposed so much, but really has rescued our country. Mm-hmm. No, indeed, indeed. Well, well spoken there, uh, Father Lawrence. I think we must move on. We've got a couple of minutes left. Can we say a little okay. word about the birth of Nelson Mandela? We're celebrating the centenary year of the birth of Nelson Mandela now. Yes. Uh, feeding after the long centenary celebrations of the birth of Oliver Tambo. Yes. This year is the 100th year of the birth of Nelson Mandela. Mm-hmm. And the Nelson Mandela Foundation, uh, through their website, mandelafoundation.org, um, has planned a series of things with academics, with communities, with children, with so on, in order to bring out and to remind us of um, the virtues and uh, the, that amazing man that we uh, that we knew in this country, right. and I think it couldn't have come at a, at a better time because uh, one sometimes senses that after maybe after the death of Nelson Mandela, it felt like a bit of a closing of a chapter right. in terms of what he stood for and the sort of departure from the uh, discourse on reconciliation, for instance, on forgiveness, for instance. That kind of discourse is no longer uh, mainstreamed as it was, uh, especially when uh, Nelson Mandela was alive. Mm. So to be able to look back at him and to reflect about where we've come from and what contribution he's made and what it is that we can take forward uh, as a kind of blueprint for the country Mm. 
is for me one thing that we must highlight uh, uh, this verse uh, and think hard about what are, how are we serving humanity with our own lives. Mm-hmm. And seeing that Lent is very early this year, you know, 14 February is Ash Wednesday, I think more and more people should be able to take a more tangible, a more social uh, um, uh, way of serving this land. It's no longer, I think, enough to say I'm not eating meat and sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's really how is that serving our, our humanity, our country, and your neighbor? How, maybe you, you can, you, we can finish on, on, on this note. Um, you know, there are some people who say what a great man Nelson Mandela was, but you know, he also had his faults and his failings, and he signed into, into existence certain very controversial things like the whole abortion issue and so forth. And lots of people say, mm, you know, we make a big fuss about Mandela, but look what he's done. And how, how would you answer as a Catholic priest people who have these concerns? Because on the one hand, it was a great man, a great uh, um, um, father of the nation, internationally acclaimed, and then on the other hand, you've got people who have their criticisms. I think um, we should never also downplay um, the criticism, which I think is fair to some degree to say, yes, he was presiding uh, at a time when abortion was, was, was legalized, mm-hmm. um, which was voted in upon in the National Assembly. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, there, there is merit to his errors, and of course some of them are very well known. But I, I want us to really think hard about what it is that we're serving, and about what it is that we're trying to achieve uh, in our criticism or in our liking of, of, of any particular person. Mm-hmm. Nobody has ever been deemed uh, perfect. Yeah. But I do think that as Christian persons, we have this duty to elevate goodness and truth and love because that is more on the side of God than anything else. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, for me, the way to take it. Right. Yes. I think that's well said, uh, uh, Lawrence, and I'm, I'm glad you've, you've made those points now. And I think we need to keep that in mind as we celebrate his, the centenary of his birth. Anything more you'd like to share with us about this event? And maybe just to add for the end of that, yeah. Every person who has started something or who is doing something, you know, they can only do as much as they can up until a certain point. Mm. Uh, we are not necessarily society and people are not passengers to their own, in, in their own lives. So when people say, but he did this, but the question is, what can you do now? Right. Yes, he's done that. That has happened, so has led us from this time to this time. Mm. But are we going to then sort of sit and look at history and, and point out how horrible it was when we have the privilege of being able to do something now going forward? That's right. Yes, yes. This is the only real moment we have. Well, there we go. Okay, then, Lawrence, well, thank you very, very much for those comments. I really appreciate that, and I trust our listeners have also appreciated your sharings this morning. Thank you very much, Father Emma. Happy New Year to our listeners and Happy New Year to you. God bless you too. Thank you very much, Father Lawrence. All right, bye-bye. There was our Father Lawrence Nglovu giving us a little comment on two things this morning. The sermon by Archbishop Tabo Mokhova, the Anglican Archbishop of Cape Town, who spoke at in his Christmas message very prophetically, very powerfully. 
And, uh, and he's just given us also a few thoughts, that's Lawrence, on the centenary year of the birth of Nelson Mandela and what we might be able to uh, take in as we begin this celebration of Nelson Mandela's centenary of birth. <laughs> 